grind. I can, I can those kind. Showing positive vibes. I'ma, I'ma come through and show my what kind. I can, I can those kind. Showing positive vibes. I can those kind. Showing positive vibes. I can, I can those kind. Showing positive vibes. I'ma, I'ma come through and show my what kind. And welcome back to the Other Media Podcast at Uh Back for the first time, as it were, uh, I'm your host, Denise. Back again. Uh, first of all, uh, just like to apologize real quick. It's been a, it's been a minute since uh, the last episode came out. Uh, moved back to Atlanta, started school again, got a little busy. But, you know, I got my, uh, got my shit together, ready to uh, come back at you guys with uh, more comic book discussion, more music discussion, and uh, things of that nature. So there's been a lot of crazy stuff going on in the comic books world this summer. Um, Marvel's got Dark Rain, DC's got all sorts of stuff going on, uh, there's a lot I want to talk to, a lot I want to get to, so I can't wait for that, but uh, before we get to that, let's, uh, as we've started to make a habit of, let's start off with some music, uh, I want to play for you today one of my favorite tracks off the new Grizzly Bear album, uh, Vecatomist, I believe that's how it's pronounced, Vecatomist, and uh, it's a really good album, uh, indie album, kind of debuted number three on the billboard charts which is pretty tight uh don't see uh it's a pretty big move for an indie band like that and um they've gotten a lot of hype and i know a lot of people myself included when you hear, see a band like this and they have just so much fanfare and so much like that you kind of there's kind of a sense of overratedness i did air quotes just then overratedness again with air quotes and uh and you know you kind of want to avoid it or not really buy into it but uh really grizzly bear is just an amazing band uh there's just so much to uh, like about it. Definitely recommend picking up the album Becca Temest. A lot of great tracks on that. Uh, look into Two Weeks, While You Wait for the Others, Cheerleader, all really good songs. But the song um, I'm going to play for you today is uh, also one of the gems off that album. It's called About Face. And uh, what I love about it, it has all these those great things you come to expect from a good Grizzly Bear song. You know, the beautiful vocals and harmonization, the subtly done instrumentation, the amazing arrangements, and uh, I don't know, the way they arrange this particular piece, it's like it's constantly building towards this one, like, glorious moment, like, kind of creeping towards it, and you never really get to fully realize the moment in a way, and you just kind of get a taste of it, uh, if that makes sense, which it probably doesn't, I don't know, I'm, uh, I'm talking too much, I guess, uh, should probably not talk as much if I'm not talking about comic books, <laughs> Uh, just kidding, but yeah. Here we go uh, again. This is uh, Grizzly Bear off their latest release, Vecatomest. This is About Face. Oh 
And now it's time again for the return of comic book discussions. Uh, again, uh, returning with me is my friend Steve. Steve, what's up? Not much, man. Uh, glad to be back. Sounding a lot better. Steve uh, Steve got a headset, making some upgrades in the <laughs> other media podcasting department. Yeah, headset I hope I don't it. sound as obnoxiously loud. <laughs> hey, Steve, what do you think of Superman was <laughs> what? Exactly. That's how you sounded last time. <laughs> but no, um, yeah, comics this week. Uh, normally, you know, we like to talk about, you know, normally in the two episodes that I've done, um, we like to focus on one book, you know, my pick of the week and kind of talk about that in detail. But there's just been so many good books that have come out in the past week or two. Uh, but just a ton that you can hardly keep up with them all. Yeah, it's really hard to keep up. A lot of good material coming out. So there's two books that came out. Uh, just talking, we're talking comics that came out. Uh, this past week, uh, July 1st, and uh, two books I wanted to touch on briefly before uh, we talk about the main, my, my personal pick of the week. And uh, the first of those books is uh, Justice League uh, Cry for Justice number one, written by James Robinson, art by Mario Casacoli. I believe that's how it's pronounced, Casacoli. And um, yeah, for those of you who don't know, this is kind of like an interstitial Justice League miniseries uh, aside from the main book. Uh, focuses on Hal Jordan, who um, basically the main uh, premise is that, uh, you know, a lot of really intense stuff's happened in the DC Universe in the past year, and uh, Hal Jordan's basically looking at all this and like, okay, Batman's dead, the Martian Manhunter's dead, the people who are responsible for these deaths are still at large, and we're not doing anything about it. We're just kind of sitting around and putting out fires here and there, but we're really not making concrete, like, justice no justice um, no progress going on no progress yeah they're not putting these criminals to bed. and Hal's fed up with it so he's like you know pulls a cart man screw you guys I'm going home leaves Ollie Queen you know Green Arrow his constant uh his best friend his compatriots like you know yeah. I'm with I'm with Hal and uh they kind of leave and do their own thing and uh they eventually throughout the miniseries is implied that they put together kind of their own Justice League to take care of stuff uh really interesting cast of people that uh yeah, this issue is pretty much just them like introducing uh, most of the cast. There's still some players. About half of it. Yeah, ha half of it. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's basically it. And uh, it's kind of gonna be in between. Uh, James Robinson is taking over Justice League proper, like the main Justice League title, which has been a real disappointment this past year. Um, I've heard actually, a lot of bad things. I mean, ever since it, I mean, Justice, you gotta feel like Grant Morrison JLA was really good and. That was like when Grant Morrison's JLA was like the the shit. Like it was like the main book you'd read at DC. And now the Justice League title is kind of fallen to the wayside, which is a shame. Ever since they relaunched it with Brad Meltzer, um, back in the day with that issue one, uh, there's been a good issue here or there. But overall, it's been really disappointing. And hopefully, when Robinson comes back, Justice League will be back at the forefront of the DCU. But uh, yeah. So yeah, uh, Steve, what do you think of this issue? I thought it was really good. You know, there's some. Uh funny parts some you know kind of sad parts with what happens with Kong Gorilla 
You know, I'm, I'm looking at the uh, page where Ollie and uh, uh, Hal are floating away from the satellite in the bubble, and there's, there's just this great moment between them where Ollie's like, we should have used the telescope. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they have this dramatic exit, and Hal's like, I want justice. And they're kind of chilling. They, like, dip out through, like, a little orb uh, Hal makes with his ring. And then they're kind of just sitting there in space, and uh, Ollie's like, we probably should have used the teleport. And I was like, yeah, I kind of I kind of thought that. And he's like, yeah, as we were leaving. <laughs> and on the art, like, I really like the way, uh, I'm not sure whether this was uh, Caschioli or uh, the colors, but the way that just the energy looks is really nice. Like, usually Green Lantern stuff is usually just this, like, smooth sort of green. That's that's Cascacoli. He paints, he draws and paints his stuff. Really did. Because, yeah. like, uh, you know, normally Green Lantern stuff is just this, you know, solid green smoothness. But this, yeah, you know, starts, I like, love his art. Uh, and stuff. If you're not familiar with Mario Cascacoli, uh, I really hope I'm saying his name right. Uh, he did a great miniseries with Judd Winnick called Trials of Shazam, Shazam which I was a big fan of. Uh, he's actually Shazam. Uh, uh, Freddie Freeman Shazam is carrying over. He's going to be a character in this series. You don't see him, though, in this. But, uh, yeah, even, even though his art's even better than... Uh, uh, the than it was in um in uh Trials of Sazam. I like it in Trials of Sazam. I love it in this. Uh, but yeah, it's really good. And basically, it's just a series of vignettes introducing all the characters. Uh, get to see uh, I think my favorite ones were the Congorilla one, as you mentioned, really emotional. Uh, especially if you read uh James Robinson kind of interconnected this. He's writing Superman now too, doing the World New Krypton, which is which is another show. Uh. That's, that's a great that series you, right yeah. now. Yeah, if you're not reading it, read it. We'll talk about it one day. Um, but yeah, and uh, he kind of subtly introduced Kongorilla and his compatriot. Um, uh, what was Freedom his? Beast. Freedom Beast. And um, yeah, but uh, he kind of subtly introduced him, and then some like stuff goes down with them in this issue. You know, I'm like Freedom Beast, no. But yeah, you get to see them. That was cool. Mikhail Thomas, who's a character from uh Starman, where if you're not familiar with the writer James Robinson, he wrote a uh, he wrote Jack Knight Starman, which is arguably, in my opinion, the best superhero comic ever written ever. Uh, and this is this is very much a James Robinson issue because it's got that heavy James Robinson narration, and uh, it's really just he really slowly builds things, and you can kind of get that with the pacing of this issue. But yeah, I can't wait for the next issue. Um, it was really really good. But uh, and the other book, I just again uh, we kind of really got into details about uh, Cry for Justice because it's really good, but uh, yeah. I really just want to touch on uh, Green Lantern Corps uh, because this is uh, Green Lantern Corps uh, 38 came out this week, and uh, I believe this is the last Green Lantern and Green Lantern Corps that's before Blackest Night, right? Like, Blackest oh, Night is about to start. Really? Is that like uh, a week or two or something? Or? I think it, it may even be next week. I don't want to, like, say stuff because I'm on, like, supposed to be reporting stuff and not want to come off it like like i don't know what i'm talking about but it's yeah, coming yeah. out soon and uh yeah, dude, yeah blackest it, night is something it, we've it been waiting blackest for night begins so. yeah yeah i think it's coming out next week but uh blackest night's the big uh, i i think it's even expanded beyond being the big green lantern event it's like the big dc event because it's just um so tied into the dc universe um yeah, with so many of the uh with uh black rings supposed to be going to a lot of dead earth heroes you know it's Definitely tied into the mainstream. Well, not yeah, the green, and uh, and at Heroes Con, uh, me and Steve were at the DC panel at Heroes Con, and uh, Ian Sattler said uh, after Blackest Night, like the rules on how death works in DC universe will be stated and will be it will be different. But yeah, um, that issue was really good. I really liked. Uh, I really liked uh, just the, the characterization of the 
characters in that are so good. Uh, Sora Nick Natu is such a good character. Um, mm-hmm. We were talking about her being one of the best female characters. And uh, Kyle Rayner, like, all the individual Green Lanterns. There's so many good characters in that. And I can't really wait to see what goes down in Blackest Night. Uh, even in the main DC book, the last story they did, Agent Orange, isn't Larflees, the Agent Orange character, like, the best Larflees is one of my favorite. I mean, I can't right think now. of a character that I've just read like four issues of and just fallen in love with like that in a long time. He's DCU. great. I mean, has he? I don't even. Is he brand new? Yeah, like, yeah. Uh... Johns created him. Johns created him. Jeff Johns. <laughs> Jeff Johns rewrote the entire Green Lantern like universe. Um, but yeah, Larflees is pretty pretty Lar- awesome. He's a pretty just awesome. The way character. his ring works. Green Lantern, like... Agent Orange, definitely. If, if you're not down with the Green Lantern uh, thing, I highly recommend jumping on it before Blackest Night. Uh, recommend hitting up uh sinestro core war and definitely pro- start with sinestro core war sinestro core and, war and agent uh, orange probably are the two you want to read and maybe one of the green lantern uh core I'd trades. understand parallax a little more i'd say read rebirth yeah really yeah rebirth rebirth's part of the trilogy um it's i mean in hindsight it's obviously the weakest one but uh it's still but good it, it'll help you understand i guess parallax a little yeah, better or read everything on wikipedia um that also works sometimes too but yeah pick of the week let's get to it my personal pick of the week was Captain America Reborn number one by the great Ed Brubaker with art by the equally great Brian Hitch. Uh, it's obviously this new miniseries about uh, after dramatically and epically and newsworthily killing off Steve Rogers as Captain America and then bringing uh, Bucky Barnes, his former sidekick, to the forefront as the new Captain America. They're... Uh, bringing Steve Rogers back. It's it's been a minute, you know, it's been it's been a minute since we've lost about Civil two War. years, I think. Civil War is about two years. You think about think about like cuz you um 3 me, years maybe, I think. Cuz you got to feel like me and you got really back into comics when Civil War first came out. Yeah, and that was like I think junior year maybe. That was like our junior year of high school and we just this the, like Civil War was a big deal for me cuz I mean us cuz I mean it's not the best comic series ever written but it was integral in getting me to go back to the shop a lot, and uh, yeah, and so, it's like if you, I'd say actually, if you want to start reading Marvel comics, it's a good place with Civil to start. War, or New Avengers, really. New well, Avengers. New Avengers run, which is really good. Yeah. Then uh, Civil War, because mm-hmm. after Civil War, about like it know, resta- it reset the status quo for everything. It, it, yeah, it really did. But yeah, so. Captain America Reborn. Um, I loved it. Um. It was just. I was disappointed. It was disappointing. So, um, okay, I guess I'll go first. Uh, this time, I just really enjoyed. Um, throughout the entire, I mean, you know, you know me, I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker for Brubaker, but uh, it has this overgoing narration throughout the entire thing, which is just so I think really well crafted in the way he paces the story. He starts off introducing you to um to Steve Rogers as a, as Captain America and then it kind of explains you it kind of catches you up to speed and then you know you got two things going on you got a uh, Falcon and Sharon Carter talking to uh talking to Hank Pym and the Vision which is kind of cool to see them in the Captain America comic cuz they're, yeah, they're kind of tying it into the Mighty Avengers, Avengers a little which Hank Pym is the lead of Yeah he's the wasp now I didn't even know that uh, <laughs> yeah. but even I'm saying just going back Captain America and his tie with the Avengers there's like Hank Pym and the Vision are two important characters to Steve Rogers, and it's cool to see them in the book. And then mm. elsewhere, uh, Bucky and uh, Black Widow are trying to break in to steal this device from uh, 
from uh, who has hammer it? Hammer. Hammer. I guess. So yeah, Neil. So it ties in. It's tying into the Marvel universe a lot more. You see Nick Fury. You see Norman Osborn. And I don't know. It was just a really good way to. I thought it was a really fun way to kick off this mini series. Um, Ares was in it, and Ares was awesome in it. I love Ares. He's one of my favorite. Uh, Wasn't he right in now. something else too, or maybe it was just this, this week? Yeah, was he in something else this week too? I, I saw a page where I think it was from an X Men book. Where basically he was in. He was in Uncanny X Men too. He was great Ares. in Uncanny X Men. That was a great little speech he gave right there. Yeah. yeah. Uh yeah. Ares Ares is one of the best new Marvel characters. Um mm -hmm. but uh yeah, so that's that that's kinda my uh my deal with it. Oh and uh I guess we can talk about the conventions of this whole Steve Rogers like where is he thing, because I think that might have to deal with your disappointment in the book. But uh yeah, so what do you think of it, Steve? Like the parts dealing with, you know, uh Bucky and Susan wait. Sharon. Sharon, my bad. I was just I was looking at her and she looks a lot like uh, Sue Storm in this yeah, panel. Yeah, so. yeah. But anyway, you know those parts I like breaking the hammer. I liked uh, you know Norman Osborn. I'm I'm a huge fan of now. You know Falcon. I'm a fan of. He was here. So there was some stuff I liked, like the and book that's itself. A, that, that's I liked. a lot of the book what you just described. But let me just explain my disappointment. My disappointment is like how they're bringing him back like basically what it sounds like now and i could be completely wrong by the time this miniseries is over and you know i like ed brubaker i hope he proves me wrong but just the way it seems like to be dealing with like time travel or something or time bullets like <laughs> time you know. bullets, dude first of all time bullets was an awesome concept <laughs> it's awesome in final crisis but i mean come on things work it's a little like, differently in the marvel you i understand it just feels like out of place for like captain america in my opinion, like well, he was I'm frozen not... and thusly traveled through time that way. Well, I mean that that's a little different than time bullets. <laughs> but uh, like, I just, I'm just not liking the way it seems like time travel or so, time space is going to be like used. Would used you say? And... Would you say then you were overall pleased with things with the issue? You're just a little apprehensive about where you think it's going. Yeah, that's 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 a really good way to put it. Like, I like the issue, but like how they're going about bringing that cap is what I'm really like, really just sort of like, I'm really hoping it. Uh, but in that sense, are you really, really eager to read the second is issue? Work. I mean, that's what I'm saying. You know, I'm apprehensive, and I'm really hoping Ed Brubaker pr proves me wrong. I but. mean, it'll be interesting to see where this goes because Ed Brubaker is a pretty pretty epic writer, and he's been planning this story since he started Captain America. And I'm a lot of people time travel is usually a cop out. It's like, a cop out, and a lot of people were saying that, like, "Oh, what the what the hell is this Deus Machina crap?" And at the Marvel panel at Heroes Con, uh, Ed Brubaker addressed this, and he said, "You know, a lot of people are saying that." And my response to that is, "It's not Deus Machina if I fucking planned it." Like, <laughs> so you know, yeah, he's had this in the works for a while, and you think about the overall arc of his Captain America story, which, um. If you want to start reading Captain America comics, go buy the first trade of Ed Brubaker's Captain America run. Or if or you're willing to make an, an oh, yeah, I'm saying if you're willing to make an investment, <laughs> buy Captain America Omnibus by Ed Brubaker. But he did that, and then there's that the one to twenty-five. That's one to twenty-five, and then the story after that, like think of the death of Captain America story. Like there was a minute before Bucky became Captain America. Yeah, that was a good. That's like nine issues. No, I mean, it was way, I want to say it was more than that, because I have the issue where he, that first issue of him as Captain America on my wall is 34, and, and twenty-five was, was when death. he died. So yeah, that's about, um, that's Eight like, nine issues. oh wait, you were exactly right. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's nine issues with him as, um, 
and those were just great. Like that, that was everyone's well, deal. Not, like I'm everyone's like, how are you writing? Like, how are you writing fun. such a great Captain America book and Captain America's not even in it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I'm not trying to knock Brubaker or Brubaker's run. I'm just really like. I, I can know, feel just... that. No, 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 I can feel that too. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm the just time travel. That that's more of an Avengers sort of, you know, a team or team yeah, sort of thing. Yeah. It'll like... be interesting because yeah, the thing about his run on Captain America, especially his run specifically, was very much kind of set in reality. It was very mm -hmm. espionagey. Like Cap's a real badass, and like he's like re really you know strong. You know, he's got tons of fighting skills. But in all honesty, he's only like a half step above you know a street level character I yeah mean, he, he, he he's very he I, I like to think of it's more it's very it's very espionage is the best way to describe it because it's yeah, like it's, it's, it's got that like realism that. but it's very like international locales and like breaking mm -hmm. into things but yeah and um, so that's like sort of like this adventure sort of thing then you throw in like this time travel and i mean when you have to get hank pym to analyze <laughs> think things may be getting a little fishy and even hank pym needs to call and read richard <laughs> well it'll be interesting to see all this goes we'll definitely be yeah. following this I'm, I'm hoping it turns out good following right this on the this is one of the main things we'll have to follow on the podcast uh and real quick uh brian hitch's art great pretty pretty great. awesome it's, it's probably his best art i've seen in a long time he did a uh, he did ultimates one and two which were pretty much his like defining moment so far and then he mm -hmm. kind of went on to Fantastic Four with the, uh, with his uh, co uh, co conspirator Mark Millar, and uh, I mean, there's some weird things about that run. I mean, it's like been pretty long. They they did a, they did a few like really good arcs, but the thing with his art, it was a little different because uh, in Ultimates one and two, Paul Mounts was coloring it, and you got these really kind of high high. High contrast, bright, Ultimate like... Ultimate 1 and 2 look great. Yeah, really, f not flat necessarily, but really just kind of rich coloring. Mm -hmm. And the coloring and um, the inking was a little different, too, in Fantastic Four. It was a little more looser inking style, and the coloring was a little more washed out. But it fit the book. But it just didn't have that, like, high... I call it, like, HD, like that that high-definition crispness that uh, Ultimates 1 and 2. And Paul Mounts... And Reborn. Paul Mounts, it's back coloring with him, coloring his stuff on Reborns, very much Ultimates. Still, it's a little different than Ultimates, though. It's a little more, there's a lot more uh, subtleties in the lighting and stuff. Uh, but overall, I, I mean, love like, it. It's probably, it's his, yeah, it's his best work since um since Ultimates 1 and 2. Yeah, I mean, I really like it. You know, there's it's a great looking book. I mean, there's so many different sort of like locations in the... Times, uh, characters. Yeah, there's like, you know, there's some scenes from World War II. The scene with Osborne is in this crazy, crazy. Like, laboratory. And they're breaking and in. They're, when they're breaking out. into the Hammerth facility, there's a lot of like alarms going off. And like, yeah. he does the, the action really well. The page where Ares just like... I don't even know what he's ripping through there, but like him and Venom are basically like just chilling. Uh, <laughs> that was an interesting two-page spread. <laughs> are confronting, you know, St uh, Bucky and mm -hmm. uh, Black Widow, and I thought that was a great panel where it's just him and Venom and just all these Hammer agents behind them. Yeah, dude, that's really that was uh, that was a fun issue, but uh, yeah, let's I guess wrap it up. We've been rambling on about Ramping comics for a minute. Uh, so yeah, let's just lay this podcast to rest uh, real quick. Uh, pay the bills. Shout out www.wapeach.com is where you find me. Uh, a lot of great video and audio content on that website. Check me out on the wapeach.com podcast. Just did a retrospective on the NES, Nintendo Entertainment System. Really fun. Got another good one coming out about the Genesis. Look out for both of those. Shout outs to my friend. Uh, Tom and Andy run the site. Great guys. Uh, 
Also, shout out to the new bloggers on the site, Quanstein and such. Uh, love your stuff. So that's good. www.yph.com. Uh, don't forget to follow me on Twitter, twitter.com slash southcacknezy, C-A-C-K-N to the E to the E to the Z-Y, Neezy. Check that. Twittering about, you know, comics, food, things that are pressing to me, hip-hop music, you know, whatever. But yeah, just to close things out, um, as everyone knows, uh, in the music world, the biggest thing that occurred was a uh, passing of Michael Jackson, uh, really big deal, you know, everyone's talking about it, you know, say say what you will about Michael Jackson, everyone's got their opinions, but, you know, me personally, you know, Michael, Michael had an effect on me, childhood, I have a lot of childhood memories associated with Michael Jackson, uh, so his passing was a little interesting for me, um, one of my favorite, you know, a lot of tributes have come out since then, uh, paying tribute to Michael, and my favorite one was probably, uh, The Roots, one of my favorite, uh, favorite bands, uh, they're the house band on the Jimmy Fallon show, and uh, after Michael passed, they got uh, Erica Badu to come on their show and do some vocals as they pay tribute to Michael that entire night, just playing some of their favorite Michael songs. And uh, one of uh, they got a chance to uh, go down to the studio and re- uh, record their cover of uh, "I Want to Be Where You Are," which is a great Michael Jackson song off his first, like his first first solo album. When he was a little kid, and I had actually never really heard that song or hadn't heard it in a long time. And I was just so moved by the cover. Just hey, it's just an amazing cover. Eric Badu kills it. Uh, I love it. I love it a lot. But just the the chorus. Uh, I'm a big Doom fan. Uh, MF Doom, the rapper. And my favorite song off his last album was called uh, "That's That." And Doom totally jacks like Doom. I saw like in all the artist reactions to. I saw Doom make a pretty deep post about Michael passing. I'm like, oh. Doom, dude, I didn't know Doom was such a big Michael Jackson fan. And then I realized, like, the vocal melody at the end of That's That that he does is just that chorus is a is a shout-out to that chorus of this song. So that was like, oh, snap, that's the that's that. Uh, did you miss these tracks while I was gone? Like, that that part, like, oh, it was the shit. But, yeah, that's it. Um, Shout-outs to the King of Pop. Uh, this is The Roots featuring Erica Badu with their cover of Michael Jackson's I Want to Be Where You Are. Let's get it in before we hit 30 minutes. Catch you guys next week.
Oh, 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 oh,